Hi, this is Holly Crevo, host of Chillin' Grace, the lifestyle podcast for child-free women chilling in their truth and gracefully inspiring others to do the same. As a certified life coach who works with child-free women to step boldly into their choice of being child-free, it's always been super important for me to show women doing just that. There's so many successful, amazing, interesting, bold women out there living child-free lives. And for those of you out there who may be struggling with this or not stepped fully into that decision, I think it's so important for you to see that you can have this life. So my first guest are Whitney and Blair. I know Whitney through one of our dear mutual friends, Aspen, and Blair is her best friend. And these are two business owners, child-free women from a small town, Texas. And so it was fascinating to just hear their stories and how they found each other. And honestly, I didn't get much talking in, but what they talked about was just everything I felt that I've heard clients talk about. So I think it will be very impactful for those of you out there listening. So hope you enjoy and make sure and tune in for more Chill and Grace episodes. Have a great day. spending this time this afternoon with Blair Wilson and Whitney Norman. I've known Whitney for quite a while. She, we met through a mutual friend and her and Blair are best buddies. They met in 2010. I think they're going to share a little bit about their love story here in a bit. And I think what makes them so interesting or why I really wanted them on my podcast is that they're two successful business owners. Whitney owns Some Lover Travel, which is an amazing travel agency that I've personally used multiple times for trips to Cancun. And Blair owns two nail, or excuse me, two hair salons, one in Lubbock and one in her hometown, Roaring Springs. So these are successful businesswomen, child-free women, and they come from a community that it probably was not the norm to make this decision. So what I think is great is that they had each other, because I think a lot of us out there, when we start making this decision, as we get older, we realize we don't have the support system that we used to have. So I think it's great that these are two best friends who are successful, um, kind of bucked the norm maybe a little, and they are just the best of buddies. So I'm super excited to have Whitney and Blair. So thank you guys for joining me. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having us. And I wondered if you guys, I kind of did a brief intro, but if you guys want to share just a little bit more about how y'all met, uh, maybe a little bit more about your experience just for with the people listening. Sure. Um, this is Whitney. Hi. And um, I met Blair in 2010 uh, through my mom, actually. Blair had been her hairstylist for a few years. And Mm -hmm. she always would tell me about her crazy fun hairstylist that was the same age as me. And what's funny is, and Blair can really tell you more about this, is we had so many times we should have met in college because we're the same age. We went to Texas Tech together same circle of friends in so many ways, but we never met each other. And we realized later in life, there was a reason yeah, that we, we were kept apart at a younger age. Oh yeah. We had parallel lives. We were both in uh, kind of rival sororities, but we knew all <laughs> the same people. But uh, Whitney did this thing in college called uh, attend classes. And I uh, did not do that as much <laughs> as I went to keg parties and, you know, beer and boys, but <laughs> I was worried about a four point shoes majoring in beer and boys. Yeah. So you know. I needed to know where the party was, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So later, later on, fast forward to our late twenties, my mom was like, cause that, we were both living in Lubbock where, you know, I tell everyone it's the biggest small town in America and everyone there knows everyone that knows somebody. And, um, you know, being late twenties and both of us not having children, my mom was like, Hey, I think you two should really meet. And it was right when you were starting getting out of working for someone else and starting your own business too. And I always say, uh, she set us up on a friend date 
like we literally went and met at Cheddar's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we did. Yeah. We, we met like it was like a blind date. Now, I had previously planned some vacations for Blair, but it was one of those things where we never talked. It just, you know, we did it through email and that was it. But um, so my mom was like, you guys really just need to have like an actual friend date. And so it was like a blind date. Like we were both kind of yeah. like, hi, are you Blair? <laughs> are you Whitney? Hi. <laughs> and, and it's funny as we both had plenty of friends and good friends, I guess, in our life. But we were also at that weird stage where we'd already gone through everyone getting married and now everyone was having kids. And me and her mom would kind of share a lot about that with each other. And she just kept saying, if y'all have got to me, you know, we're going to set this up. And we also shared a love for uh, the amazing quality television called uh, Jersey Shore. Because <laughs> this was 2010, yeah, I remember. It was so. like, it was crap. And so I was such a snooky and she was such a Wow. And we had a, <laughs> we brought our friends together who did not know each other because it was kind of love at first sight. Like we immediately just clicked. And so we had this big, so somehow, well, somehow that we met in September Yes, yes. and we were talking about how we both loved Halloween parties and we were like, oh my gosh, we should have a Halloween party. And then we started talking about Jersey Shore. And so we're like, done. We're having a Jersey Shore themed Halloween party. Our friends don't know each other. Not at all. Like none of them know each other. And it's kind of two different worlds a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But we had this awesome Halloween party after we had just met a month before and it was like the rest was history after that. Yeah. And we kind of, we went out one time, I think it was in the winter, like in January or something. Mm-hmm. And I was about to go on a trip or something. And we went and spent this night out where we just like <laughs> diary of the mouth and probably shouldn't say that, <laughs> but to uh, our entire like deepest, darkest secrets and all of our, you know, everything. And we were so different as far as she's the sports smarty pants. I'm the not, not. Fun <laughs> The, the fun-loving girl that yeah. everyone loves. And I didn't, you know, I didn't, where we lived, there was a lot of pressure, I guess, for Whitney being from there. We just talked about it, how she said, I used to care so much what people, people thought about me until I met you. Yeah, and that's true. I We just had this conversation before this started that back then I was, I grew up in this city where everybody had three kids by 30 and you know, I got married young, so I followed that norm, but we did, we did not have kids. And I was focusing on starting my business at that time. And at 29, my goal was to be a business owner, not a mom. And meeting Blair, who already had her own business, she started, when did you get Terabella? Um, and when you were 20, 2007, you were 26, 20, 25, 25. Yeah. So I was like, okay, there's a girl here. That's the same age as me that owns a business who's married without kids. So guess what? I can do this and I don't have to worry about what someone else is going to think. I do need to focus on this because I did have that pressure to start having babies, but it didn't happen. And there's a reason it didn't happen because it really wasn't what I wanted. Well, and we always say we were soulmates and, uh, I mean, I could even get emotional talking about it because I think she came into my life at a time when I really needed her and she really needed me. And we've kind of gone through our ups and downs separately. Thank God. I always mm-hmm. say, thank God we don't have our mental breakdowns at the same time because <laughs> no one would be anyone to take it. But we take care of each other at the times we need and we both pick each other up. We've all, we said that today about how easy our friendship is. And, you know, no matter what I'm going through, I always feel prettiest and confident around her because she makes sure that I know how pretty and awesome I am. <laughs> and, uh, that's just been the friendship, this empowering each other friendship. And it was immediate. And then we were never apart and people still kind of go, wait, y'all are friends. Like they just don't put us together. It's very, yeah, we're not, you wouldn't, if you knew us 
from 20 years ago. You wouldn't peg yeah. us as best friends, but we're more like sisters. And yeah. it truly, we've bonded over this empowerment of we can be who we really want to yeah. be. It doesn't matter where we live, where we grew up. Cause we both, she grew up in a tiny town where everyone had yeah. maybe four kids by 30. Oh gosh. I mean, they were <laughs> or by 25 in high school. Everyone was. And also, you know, we did kind of bond over, <laughs> over people who were mean girl to us in college. And we kind of bonded over that going, yeah, I mean, I don't really care what that person cared about. And it really bonded us yeah. to like, like you said, the empowerment part of our mm-hmm. friendship. And we were kind of unstoppable when we were together, honey. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, we live a thousand miles apart from each other now. It it was great that we bonded when we lived in the same city. But then I moved three years after that. I moved and, you know, it's just been like we've had this more deeper bond since I've been away because it's like we can talk to each other through text and just say, hey, I had a really bad day. Somebody made me, you know being a business owner in customer service, we have a lot of those days where we just want to, you know, quit the job and burn it all down, change our name and, you know, move to Australia or something, but um, don't give our plans away. (laughs) (laughs) But we, you know, we feel like the older we've gotten now, we're both 38 and we've, we've grown up. We feel like we've grown up together in our thirties from the sense of being who we truly want to be and we've been so supportive of each other being who that other wants to be and making the changes we've had to make to be those people and I think what's crazy what a lot of women don't understand and I have some very young employees at my shop you know in their 20s that I'm like you're not going to be near the same person you are when you are in your 30s and that's it we kind of both allowed each other to evolve which I think you do lose some friends in your 20s that won't let you evolve they want Mm -hmm. you to be the same person you were or that you thought you were going to be the mm-hmm. mom or the, the mom, whatever right. and change. And we have actually bonded over that a lot that with, time, with yeah. these friendships that have faded in our lives because we haven't done what we're quote unquote supposed yeah. to do and what everyone else has done. And we've lost friendships because we don't have anything in common with these people. Well, anymore. and it's what I call kid Craddock in the morning used to call it the must be nice guys. Mm-hmm. Must be nice to not have kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> must be nice to travel when you are. Yeah. Guess what? It we really chose is. that. Yeah. You chose to have children and be a mom and yeah. that's great, but don't, don't make me feel guilty. There's because, a lot of jealousy. Yes. And, and uh, because a lot of people conform to what they're supposed to do, quote unquote, and Blair and or I did necessarily. And I also think the other misconception that I've gotten a lot, which me and her bonded, I called crying one time because I didn't get invited to a mommy happy hour that all my friends were going to. And I, this is kind of like a sad little junior high story, but it happened a couple of years ago. And I walked into this bar restaurant with my husband and there were all my friends from, and, college. from college and some of my really close friends that were there that didn't realize that I hadn't been invited. And they were like shocked to see me. And I think the misconception is, is that I don't, can't be your friend if you have a child or I don't want to be your friend. And I'm like, doesn't it, I'm still the same person. And, you know, that was so hurtful. And then I remember talking to Whitney and she's like, you know, half those people you don't really like anyway. And my friends that were there didn't realize I hadn't been invited. And it was a very awkward moment, but it also showed me like, this is how it is. There's, I am not going to get invited to things There's a of stigma yeah. when you are a woman that chose to not have a kid mm-hmm. and especially in a place where that is what yeah. you do. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, I think for me, moving to a, a big city and getting away from where I grew up has done wonders for me yeah. mentally and emotionally with the decision. And it solidified that I've made the right decision um, because, you know, peer pressure is a, it's a real thing. <laughs> and um, I wonder if you hadn't lived in Lubbock, if you would have even gone through all the in vitro and all that. Right. Because we did, we did in our, my late twenties decide, okay, yes, we do have a baby we think and it didn't happen and then I just remember feeling relieved Mm -hmm. more than anything that it actually didn't happen and that's when I realized okay this was not what I was supposed to be doing and like Blair said if I hadn't have lived somewhere where that was a pressure I don't even think that we would have ever done that and I think I came in right after that is when we met and it kind of made it more comfortable like you know, oh, I'll, I don't have to sit around with all these people who may be judging me about it. I'll go off with Blair and have some vodka and we'll forget about it. Right. <laughs> but so that, that we, we kind of went from our love story into everything. Yeah. If you, I don't know. No, this is great. This is great. Do you, do you guys think that what would your journey to really kind of step into that decision be trial free? What would that have been like if you wouldn't have found each other? Oh, you know, for me, this is Whitney. Um, I thankfully got consumed with running a business and I think that has taken the place of not only, not only my dogs who are my children, it's filled the rest of the void, the void of needing to take care of something. And I feel like for me that my business, I call it my baby. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's nine years old now, but it's still my baby. And I think that even if I hadn't have met Blair, that that still was my, um, focus, my, yeah. yeah, it became my focus and for me to cultivate that and grow that. So, but it definitely helped having someone supporting me on this in the background right. going, Hey, I'm your cheerleader and I'm in the same boat as you. I'm also running this business and this is what I'm, this is what I'm yeah. doing right now. And with me, uh, you know, it's different because my friends are different. Like my close, good people are we're never judgmental about it and like I have a great friend there that has kids she includes me but she puts her kids to bed and we have wine at like nine o'clock and watch the bachelor and so I've had some really great people in my life that I don't think anything would have changed I think it would have been lonelier Mm -hmm. and that's one thing I say about one being a business owner it's very lonely and um, being a non-breeder can be very lonely. Mm-hmm. I, I use non-breeder. I don't like the word childless because I feel like it's like negative, like hairless or something. Heartless. Yeah. Heartless. Heartless or something. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think I wouldn't have had the support. Like sometimes I do have to call her and go, okay, I need, I need this today. Or, you know, honestly, our, our travels, uh, that the way that we live, um, pretty, freely and are traveling, I, I wouldn't have had the person to do that with right. at all because all of my friends have children and can't get up and go when they want it. And, and that's what's happened to me. We were just talking about this earlier. I had, a, I have another close friend from college and she had children in her mid twenties. We were still doing our girls trips and having fun up until about we were 30, 31, but then our kids started getting in school and older and that that's all faded, you know? And it's like, that's what we did in our twenties. And again, not to say not against them. No. They just got to an age where they're all in these different activities and you know, your life kind of stays the same. And I went through this, this depression one time and I was telling 
Whitney and depression is something I struggle with, but showing Whitney, it's funny because it was kind of like when I was flunking out of college and everybody else was graduating and they knew, Oh, we're going to go here and we're going to go here. And no one knew that I wasn't Mm going to graduate and that I wasn't making my grades or whatever. I'd kept that a secret from everybody. So it was kind of like that. It was this time in my life when everyone was moving on to their next step yet again. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I hit my peak, I bought my salon at 25 and then it's like, now what? And I didn't get excited about the next step. Wasn't, you know, children and, my friends were all going on to that and, you know, they weren't leaving me behind, but you kind of, I think that's why I've continuously opened businesses or done something else because mm-hmm. that's my next right thing. And it wasn't for me, I'm from Podunk, Texas, 250 people. And that's what you do. You get married and you have kids. And in my yearbook on my senior year, everybody's said, where are you going to be in 10 years? And it was like, oh, married with three kids. And mine said, I was going to be starring on Days of Our Lives. <laughs> really ain't big there. Boy. <laughs> but, uh, but it wasn't even at all. And my mom always said, I never, you know, I played doll. I played house, but I never, it wasn't something I ever talked about. And um, my parents are really great. They're from the small town too, but that's never anything they ever pressured me about. My mother's always wanted me to be who I wanted to be. And, you know, even one time I said something about a baby's name and my mom goes, Oh God, you're not thinking about having kids now, are you? <laughs> and I was like, thanks mom. But I have nieces that I love. And, uh, you know, honestly, I think my brother was very more bothered by it than mm-hmm. my parents. Uh, but yeah, when you talk about not having Whitney, I don't like to even think about that, but we both have, uh, I think helped e- each other through so much that, I mean, it would be, we would, we're strong. We'd figure it out, but yeah. it's easier to have each it's other for sure easier. and go, Oh my God, did you hear that? Someone said this again to right. us or whatever. That's my thing too, is the people around me in my life that I surround myself with, they better support me or I'm not going to surround myself with them anymore. And it's my clients that come in from a small town that say really well, negative. You've been sad married things. long enough when now, why haven't y'all had kids yet? All right. My husband's, uh, high school reunion when they said, well, do we need to teach you how to do it? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's not personal. Right. Right. Or is something wrong with you? Uh-huh. Like my body? I'm like, well, uh, none of your business. You know, I, we got into the whole, so when are you guys going to adopt? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why yeah. does that have to be the next Because step? if you can't have children, right. then you must want to adopt one. Right. What the hell? And I'm like, oh, we have. We have two adopted. We have eight legs in our house. <laughs> that, that's what we adopted, you know? And it's just, um, it's almost like Blair and I've been cheerleaders for each other. Yeah. Because she's even gone through, since I've known her in 10, 9, 10 years, the questioning of herself going, well, yeah. Should, should I have had kids with me? I mean, I now I feel guilty because her husband's how many years older? Uh, seven? Brad is seven years older and he would be a great dad. And he has always wanted kids. Now we've never had a fight about it. He's just said, yeah, I'd like to have kids. And one thing he told me when we first got married, he said, I didn't marry you to mother my children. I married you because I loved you. And I just never had really heard a lot of people talk like that. And Everyone asks, well, is Brad upset? And I'm like, we're a team. Brad feels the same way I do. We didn't talk about it a lot. I was telling her yesterday, it's kind of like, I got married at 24. And then I thought, well, I have all this time. And then I didn't, you know, and it was just done. And I just never had that feeling. And everyone said, well, you'll know. Well, I just never had, I just never had the feeling. I don't know how to describe that. And I never felt bad about not having it. And then I guess it was maybe started two years ago or last year where I just really thought, 
well, should I have done that? And it was because I went to the doctor and I had some problems and I did, uh, was it last March or March before I had a miscarriage mm-hmm. and that was not without fun. remotely trying. trying. She did not even think. She, yeah. I was like, I don't even know if I can have a baby. I had some, um, woman problems, I guess we'll just say, mm-hmm. and I had to get off birth control for a while, do some different things. And, um, I've always kind of had some troubles and I don't know. Anyway, it was such a surprise and, you know, uh, you are relieved sometimes. And my husband was upset, but we both, we hadn't really talked about it. And my dad was kind of like, maybe this is, you know, kind of God telling you like, y'all need to have a conversation. And we did. And me and Brad, and we were just kind of like, this is it. And I'm happy, but it is a, I think it was more, I was telling Whitney when the doctor was like, yeah, you might need to get a hysterectomy or something. I thought, well, I don't want someone else telling me what I can do. Like as soon as it was like an option that I might not be able to, I was like, a little freaked out. Yeah. And then I, you do, you look at, I think when I get a, like a little bit nostalgic for it or whatever is when I, I was getting my mom's a birthday thing together with all these pictures. And I look at my childhood and I said, right. such a badass childhood. And I think, well, could I have given that to somebody, but God, I have great friends. And I feel like these girls that work for me that are in their twenties, sometimes I definitely mother them a lot. And I'm here for another purpose. And it wasn't, I need to get taught that in a small town in a Christian community. That's definitely what you're supposed to do. The purpose of you're put on this earth as a woman to, to be nurturing and to breed and to, yeah, pretty much. And, you know, it's, it's just, I, I can't explain the feeling that I've had just having dogs. It's completely filled that void for me. Now let's go ahead and say that I do not even have dogs. <laughs> I also have a plant guy. Like I don't even <laughs> do my own plants. Like we're talking like uh, my therapist is like, yeah, maybe not a good idea to even have a dog. <laughs> I, I, I yearn for a dog. But then even like today we were talking to our friend who had a puppy and I was like, screw that. That sounds like a lot, a lot of work. work. <laughs> I want to go, you know, out of town when I want and stay out till when I want and it's just, it's a freedom that makes it is. me so you, happy. You know, what's interesting now being at the age we are 38, 39. I hate that phrase. At the age well, we no, are. but from, from when we met <laughs> yeah, absolutely. to now, like, late twenties to late thirties, yeah. you really realize that, okay, I am confident in who I am. Yeah. And it's just the best feeling that I couldn't have had this conversation 10 mm-hmm. years no. ago. Oh God. Remember me? I was a mess. Yeah. But right. now I'm like, this is who I am and this is who I'm going to be. And I, well, I, and I, we stopped apologizing for who we are. Yes. That was a big thing. We both would be like, Oh, I'm sorry. Or I'd be like, sorry, warning, you know, but or, now, you know, I, I still, people think Randy and I are younger than we are. Yeah. And sometimes they're like, Oh, like we travel a lot and we still get all the time. Oh, are you guys on your honeymoon? And we're like, no. Oh, how long have you been married? Oh, 17 years. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. how many kids do you have? None. Oh, you know, and oh, we, we still yeah. get the whole like, oh, well, there's still time. And, you know, it's, I'm at a point where I'm like, I used to like justify things. And then I just now just smile and nod and go, uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> well, and then sometimes I'll like muster up some tears and be like, well, Brad was hurt in a horrible bicycle. <laughs> but like, they want to hear that sad story. They, they do. don't want to hear. Yeah. I chose not to. Right. They want to hear. And I, and I think that's it with the, the people that in my life that aren't super supportive. It's because this is going to sound bad, but misery loves company. Mm-hmm. And the fact that some of these people in my life who say the must be nice guys, um, 
one, I did have a, a someone related to me one time that said, one of these days you're going to have kids and be miserable just like the rest of us. And I thought, wow, you should really put that on a t-shirt. That sounds <laughs> awesome. And the other thing is I say is if I was going to have a kid, I should have had it before you, my friends, because it's not like everyone's making it sound so wonderful. Because right? <laughs> that's what we hear. Yeah. As the, as the quote unquote, to quote Blair, the non-breeders, that's what we hear. And we hear all the bad stuff yeah, from our friends with kids, because I think they feel comfortable coming to us. I do. Because if they were to say something like that to one of their friends with a child, they might come across as well, it's horrible the, person. It's the mo- judgy moms, mm-hmm. you know, the mom shaming. And I wouldn't ever, I mean, I'm the one that my friends show up in the middle of the night with a bottle of wine. I'm like, where's the baby? They're in the car, car's running. They just needed to get out of the house and have a moment. And I'm never going to judge them for that, you know? And I think that that's, they are comfortable saying my kid's an asshole, <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, I think everyone reacts differently to us. Um, well, and I found too, when people act really against or really upset with your decision, there's something else going on there. Right. Cause if you're, if they're oh. confident, they don't care what you do. 100%. Right. We say that all the time. The people with the negative, it's just like your mom used to say, Oh, they're just jealous. Mm-hmm, whenever someone would pick mm-hmm. on you, the people with the negative problems are insecure and uh, they're envious of, of a choice maybe you did make that they did that maybe they weren't strong enough to do. And I'm not saying they don't adore their children, but you know, we do live a different life than they do and we still have struggles, but that's definitely, I mean, life is hard enough is what I always thought. And I'm just so take everything hard. And I really put my heart into everything. And, you know, I thought, how could I take care of myself and another human? But I don't have the running a business and taking care of two dogs. I don't have the energy to raise it another living thing or take care of something else like I'm good and you know again I'm a traveler and yeah there's nothing better than picking up and and that's one thing Whitney introduced me to is uh travel and being like the dog is squeaking a toy in the back that's so funny and being like independently doing that because people judge me a ton from where I'm from for traveling without my husband and that's just a very judgmental thing that they like to do. And me and Whitney traveling by ourselves. Oh, Lord, we could get kidnapped. You know, like, and yeah, God forbid two women go to Cancun by themselves yeah, together. That's, you know, that's been interesting. But again, it comes from a place of, man, I wish I could do that. Right. And my friends that have my back and I have friends that have kids. I adore them so much. I do anything for them. But uh, and they do. They, they support me not. It's the people outside of that. The. I had a woman from home one time say to me, oh, it's probably the worst thing. And this girl that I never expected that works with me, she jumped down her throat about it. She said, well, if you have a child in over 30, it's going to be special needs. It's going to. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Wow. And it was all she said it from across the room. And I just like started crying. I thought, who would say that? You know, I can't I don't get to say whatever I want to people. So <laughs> but but people, when it comes to children and your, you know, my uterus, apparently it's everybody's business. <laughs> can you imagine if you got, if you asked a, a woman with children, something like that, it would be, they'd be appalled. Right. You, you guys, I love like the confidence and passion you guys speak about your life. Cause you can tell you're a hundred percent. This is like who you are. Was there a kind of a aha moment or turning point when you were like, I just don't give a crap anymore what people think, or was it kind of a slow discovery? I think mine was more slow. I mean, I definitely care. I think growing up in my small town, I care 
too much what people think because you had to, because you didn't have any other options of people to be around. Um, but I've always been more, I've always been extra. I've always been too loud or too cuss too much or whatever. And I think I did, it was a slowly coming into it. Also, I did go through a, a bout with uh, depression a few years ago that I was just in a low place. And I think that's when I finally, I was going to therapy and I think it was like, this is your life. You live it the way you want. And did a stock of like my friends and who really I needed in my life. And that was more, Oh yeah. Do the, does Whitney love me? Yeah. Do my parents? Yeah. Does so-and-so does so-and-so. Yeah. What else do I mm-hmm. need? I have a great job that I love. I'm happy with my husband. We aren't missing anything. Mm-hmm. And so I think that was it. It was kind of slowly going through like, like I think therapy definitely helped me a lot. Just kind of going through and going, it's okay to make this decision. You're okay. Cause right. I mean, we never really sat down and said, okay, let's plan or not plan. It just kind of life took us this way. And, you know, and I think our aha was after that. Right. That miscarriage kind of me and him just said, yeah, why, why have we not put a, you know, a nail in this and been done? Yeah. So yeah, me too. I, mine's definitely been slow, but then it was like, all of a sudden it was just like one day and there's no specific. Yeah day I don't have like it written down Mm -hmm. (laughs) but the day and time that I officially became okay with that decision but I think seeing my business growing so much the last few years has been so fulfilling for me that I just don't even think about it anymore honestly I think more I thank god almost every day I don't have kids now because I have friends whose kids are getting a little older now and the the pressures that they're going through with social media mm-hmm. and with um, just everything being so connected and the internet, like the anyone ch- can find you, the bullying, drugs, and uh, yes. it's just so bad. And it's stuff, the that vaping. We, oh gosh. Oh, the vaping. I mean, just horrible things that, you know, we were all exposed to things as kids, of course. And we lived in a time where there was bad things, but gosh, now it's yeah. just, I can't even imagine the pressure of being a teenage girl now. And going through social media and yeah, the, all of the shaming and everything that happens. And so mine's more just every day. I'm thankful that I don't have children that have to grow up in this world now. And I, I mean, I remember even one time telling someone and they thought they couldn't believe that I'd said it. I said, yeah, you know, I really don't want my husband to love anyone more than me. <laughs> and people <laughs> laughed at it, but I'm like, there's a little bit of truth to a lot of right. stuff like that. I just think I needed the, you know, I, this is just who I am. And there was a moment me and Whitney were in Seattle, what, two years ago. Mm -hmm. And we went to the beach and I mean, we just had like our towels from the hotel. I had a couple little cans of wine and we're sitting there and it's, we can see the mountains and I'm looking at her and I'm just like, yeah, this is exactly what my life is supposed to be like, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and we travel a lot. Like when kids go back to school, I'm like, I'm like, Yes, let's go have a vac. I'm like, I want to be on vacation the first day of school. Yeah. <laughs> because we don't have to take kids to school that day. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, you know, the, the first day of school pictures and stuff like that, it doesn't, like, it just I, more annoys me. Than I know. I'm like, but, oh, that's cute. Like, okay, scroll through, scroll through. And, but again, it goes back to the, like, uh, the world we live in now with social media and everyone's lives are perfect on, yeah. on their Instagrams and Facebooks and you know, I'm like, well, how many, how many temp- temper tantrums were thrown before that yeah. perfect picture got taken that morning, you know? And I do think that we are living in a world that is, I think maybe 30 years ago, it would have been harder to be, um, 
someone and a woman without children who owned a business and just was married. It was, I remember, you know, I had an uncle who didn't have children until way late. And I remember him not having children and thinking how cool that was, but people mm-hmm. were like, when's it going to happen? And so it was now we, people are more accepting of everything, but, um, and like Blair mentioned earlier, I had super supportive parents too. who yeah. never pressured me. My mom actually did not want children. Mm-hmm. And she grew up in the 60s and 70s and did, I mean, openly said she never wanted kids. And of course. And her friends, her mom's friends didn't have kids. Yeah, and we just talked about this the other night. This is really cool. My grandparents, who, small town Texas, were very, uh, they had a lot of friends without kids. And my mom said she never thought it was weird. But she said there was a lot of couples in that small town that never had children. And um, so my mom kind of grew up in a progressive yeah, little town somehow. And so she never wanted kids. I was definitely an accident, but you know, my mom says it was the best accident ever. <laughs> yeah. I think that me and but me were we blessed were... with such amazing parents. Like my parents are so all about, you know, me being a strong, independent and woman being happy. and being happy. That's the biggest thing. My dad is like, I don't care what you do. As long as you're happy, I'm happy. And I, you know, my brother has children and they're happy and everything's great. But I also get to spend a lot of alone time with my mom and dad that I treasure so much. Right. They still live in my little hometown. I go home. We, you know, watch movies and cook and walk. And I, I think that's something, too, that I'm like, okay, this is where I'm I supposed agree. to be. I feel like I'm closer to my parents being a childless yeah. <laughs> adult. <laughs> being a childless adult. That, And I know that sounds strange, but it, it's a... I don't know. It's a comforting feeling. Well, and one thing I want to touch on that has something to both do with you. And I think it is worth bringing up is Aspen. Mm -hmm. Um, That's one thing when we first met Aspen, one of our traveling and when people are like, Oh, you travel too much. Aspen told Whitney. Aspen's my best friend from college. Yes. Oh, sorry. Obviously that you guys are both our mutual friends. And, uh, and she passed away, but she was very sick for a very long time. And, you may want to tell this. No, your... I want you to see. And uh, she told uh, Whitney when she was very, very sick, me and Whitney were traveling and she said, I just love that you and Blair do this and I can't anymore. So do it for me. And um, um, that was just something that someone who was kind of willing me her best friend and telling me, you know, take care of her. You'll take make sure care of her. and make sure you're traveling and doing what I can't do. And that was something that we couldn't do otherwise. And right. we've really fulfilled that and continued it for we her. Have. And I think that's something like, we're not just being selfish and traveling. We're and enjoying you know, our life. And Aspen was my friend that wanted to be a mom from, from, you know, day one. And, but she was so supportive of me starting my business and pushing me in the direction of you go live your life and do your life and do you. Yeah. And so she was so happy when I met Blair and it was, it was almost like she passed the reins on yeah. to Blair to take over and say, just, just you guys go live your life. And it's, it's love. I think that's everybody in our lives that do support us. It's, they love us. And the people who don't in the snide remarks or the eye roll or the must be nice, they don't know me. They don't know her. They don't know our hearts and they don't know. I mean, we're living our best lives, sister. Yeah, <laughs> really. And we don't have near as many wrinkles. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's nice to still get carded and we're like, Oh, well, yeah, we don't have kids. So <laughs> yeah, we sleep a lot more. <laughs> well, I love that you sharing that story of Aspen. Cause I knew Aspen, we went to high school together and then I went to tech also. And like you said, there's nobody that wanted to be a mom or was more proud of being a mom. She knew that wasn't in the cards for you and probably for me. And so just right. encouraging 
you know, my life is not your life. Your life's not my life. None of our lives are the same, but encouraging to go out and do that. And that was just a shout out to Aspen who is watching over us and with us for all the fun things we're doing. So thanks. She always is like high fiving me and Blair. Yeah, <laughs> she is. I do too. She loves the life we live, and you know that's what one cool thing about Blair is she's always, she's never tried to take Aspen's place. It's like well, she was right, but she Aspen loved Blair so much. They got to know each other in the last couple years of her yeah. life, and she was just so happy that I had somebody that supported me and that I had the com- like common things in common with right. And, um, just to be able to just have that person. Well, and at the end of the day, we all have stuff in common. I think that's it. You said it earlier about living your own life. I don't care what anyone else does with their life. Children, not children, no matter who you love. Like I just, it doesn't affect me. And so I think that's, what's been so shocking when people are so upset that we don't have children. I mean, it's it's blatant sometimes, like the remarks people have made and the, I could tell you so many stories of people that have older women, mostly it's or older, older people in general. Yeah. It's um, a generational thing. Definitely have some really hurtful things over the years. And I just, I can't imagine ever just saying something to somebody about that. I know nothing about their situation. Right. I mean, they don't, they don't know. What right, you've been through, or and maybe that's what makes us a little bit more um, sensitive. sensitive to people and what they're going through. And yeah. we've always said that too, because we've always put smiles on our faces through lots of things. Mm-hmm. And you know, you never know what someone's going through, and that's why you don't ask certain questions. But you know, I just want everybody to be happy that's around me, no matter if it's babies or not. Yeah, no, and like you said, it's such I mean, a <laughs> weird thing to have somebody so adamant about your lifestyle choice when it has. Right. zero to do with them so my thought always is like well what's going on with you yes, that yes. mad right. about me not having kids yeah like I don't even know you right like it's such a you know and it's like have you ever gone to somebody with kids and said you may regret that one day like I've never said that right <laughs> yeah right say, even though I may think that <laughs> right or I may think you really should not have had kids. Like, I'm pretty sure you guys did not need kids. Well, Chelsea Handler has this joke, which edit this out of it and I'm not being appropriate. <laughs> um, and she says, yeah, it's weird when you get to an age when your friend tells you they're going to have a baby and this is not an appropriate response. E, what are you going to do? <laughs> it's like, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, it's no. Not, like, I would never say that. Just, right. You know, and that's just the funny, like, the difference, I guess. And I think we will like approaching 40 has made people stop saying it as much. Right. Right. It's but, kind of yeah. like people are go, okay, well, I guess they're not having kids. But it's funny to me, the reactions we get when they find out, like when they think I'm, you know, 30 and or real young or whatever. And then they say you're married. Yes. Well, how long? And I say almost 14 years. And that's when they're like, and you don't have kids. Like, it's like shocking. Like I have to be, if I'm married so long, that's just what you have to do. I find I, myself lying and this sounds awful, yeah. but I've lied about how long I've been married. Yeah. Okay. And this is specifically at places like nail salons, hair salons, where people tend to be more nosy. No offense, Blair, owning a hair salon. <laughs> hey girl. But I get it. No, that's where I get all the bad. And yeah. I find myself going, oh, three years. Oh, are you newlywed? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just easier mm-hmm. and it's sad. But even when my husband and I travel, if someone asks us, oh, are you guys on your honeymoon or you just got married? We're just to say, yeah, because we don't want to deal with the questions. Well, my poor husband, I make him out to be, he works in the oil field. So not a lot of people, don't, he's not around all the time. A lot of people have seen him and I make him out to be like really old. 
<laughs> sometimes I'm like, oh, you know, he's just so old. <laughs> and they're like, oh, yeah, I guess yeah. so. Uh-huh. But, you know, and now we're at a point, all of his friends, their kids are in college, a lot of them. Right. And um, so we're now hanging out with them again or right. kids even. We're hanging out with their kids. But uh, I just yeah. cannot say enough, though, about making the decision to say I am happy being child-free and I'm fulfilled, way more fulfilled than a lot of people with or without kids, just because I'm living yeah. the life that I chose that I'm, I'm finally living the life that I chose. Yeah. And Holly, I don't know if, I mean, honestly, I'll tell you this, this is probably the first time that I've openly like said, some, like really said, right. no, I've chose this. A lot Claire of, and I talk about it. Yeah. But, but I've never like said, you know, to everybody, people ask me, oh, is that a decision? I'm just like, oh, you know, I don't know. I, for some reason, I won't just say, yeah, it's a decision. We both made it. I'm not some, you know, some of people in my husband's um, group or family, or I don't know what to, you know, it was some of his friends always thought, well, I was keeping that from him. Mm-hmm. And that's not how like our, a selfish. Yes. Mm-hmm. But that I was just vocal about it. They, you know, people don't know what you talk about behind closed school doors. And now God, my husband is so glad. I mean, it's just, this is our life. And I wouldn't, as a couple, you, you do things together. You make decisions together. I'm just more vocal about it. I think that is kind of why I would tell some of his friends and family, yeah, I can't have children. Mm-hmm. Right. And we, we both would say that because it was mm-hmm. just easier. It and, is easier. And now it is kind of freeing to sit here and be like, yeah. Yeah. I just chose not to. Yeah. What does that feel like when you say that, Blair? Cause you said you usually don't. Oh like, my gosh. What does it feel like? Oh, well, like I could cry mm-hmm. if happiness, like I'm so excited. I'm sitting here with my soulmate and we're just talking about our happy lives. And I just, am like, yeah, you know what? Yeah. I can say it out loud. I mean, and I can say it out loud in Lubbock, Texas too. Mm-hmm. You know, this is maybe a big step for me to go, Hey world, this is who I am. Right. You know, and lying about it. So puts us backwards. Mm-hmm. It does. You know, it and really does. That, it's, it's like the shame thing. Yeah. And it's kind of like, you know, everyone talks about women's rights with their bodies. Uh, but I think this is something that no one really talks about as but far that's, as that. It's almost to me like an oxymoron with women. There's all these feminist groups now and the Me Too movement, and all of that, which is great. But I feel like there's a lot of women and even that are supportive of those movements that are the ones that are still like, though, oh, oh, you, bless your heart. You don't have, you don't have children. I'm yeah. sorry. I get apologized for it. Yes. Like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. And I'm like, why you're supporting women? You're, you know, you say you're supporting women that want to just be who they are and own their businesses. And, but there's a part of it. And again, I think that goes back to a jealousy thing. Yeah. And and I don't know, I guess you're from Texas. You went to Texas. So you know that bless your, bless your heart. Ain't a compliment. (laughs) (laughs) I learned that from my college roommate, actually. Yeah. 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 Uh Uh-huh. But, um their life decisions when your path doesn't match theirs right 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 like, well, wait am I making a bad decision why don't you like my decision right right but on the other hand if I were to ever which I wouldn't say something to that person about their life decision or their beliefs I would be crucified mm-hmm. right and you know I think a lot of people also in our conservative Texas and mm-hmm. places because it's more open out here in Arizona. Uh, no one asks that. 
but in yeah, Texas, living, yeah. living in Phoenix, I can say it's been freeing for me to get away, go out to the West Coast where no one's even married before the age of 35 out here, yeah. much less having kids. And we've met so many couples out here that are like older us, than you. that yeah. are older than us or our age that are child free. And it's just, it's been really empowering. Yeah. And you know, it's not just the judgment of not having children. They're insinuating, I think in Texas a lot that, um, you're a bad person. You're not selfish. kind. You're selfish, mm-hmm. you know? And this is what my therapist said one time. Cause I said, yeah, I need to be a little selfish. And he goes, it's not called selfishness. It's called self-preservation right. and that's okay. You know, that's great. Yeah. And it is okay. That's powerful. Just to know this, it's not selfish just to want to satisfy your dreams and what makes you happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because stepping into a role of a mom, just because you think you should, isn't good for your child, you, your marriage, no. whatever it's yeah. like. Um, so that's, and sadly I've seen the, the effects of that with some friends of ours at this point in life that have gotten married young and had kids that they're not happy and they, they've almost like lost their identity Mm -hmm. or lost their, their marriages. And Mm -hmm. they, they're, you know, I see this, I see a sadness. Yeah. Well, and you know, we, I mean, honestly about this, me and my husband went through just like any couples, you know, a rough time a while back. And I was so thankful we didn't have kids during that time because mm-hmm. we were able to figure some things out, right? what we wanted to do either way, you know, and not have to deal with something else there. Again, if someone else, other people who have to go through that, that's just another stress and, you know, God bless them. But, right. you know, for me, that was, I, I, I love so hard that, you know, I just really needed more self-preservation I think that is and I've, I've been asked too well how have you been married so long what's your secret I get that asked a lot because you know we started dating freshman year of college and we've been together almost 20 years and I'm you know about to be 39 so I've been together more than half my life with my husband and I'm like you know the secret is we communicate and we have something in common and we've gotten through the society, judgmental thing, all of that. And we have actually time to focus on each other because, mm-hmm. and again, no offense to people with kids. That's fantastic. That's but notice how many times you and I have both said no offense to people with kids. Right. Great. But no one ever says that to but us no when they do it. Us. Yeah. But the thing is we have a successful marriage because we've been able to work on it together because we don't have the distractions Yeah, and it's been fantastic. You know, it's really it's, it's works for us. So again, yeah. why should we have to say no offense or, yeah, I, I'm, I'm so happy for you. I'm so happy for you, but, but it should be implied. Like I said, I just, I think that you should do that if that's what you want to do. Sure. If you want to wear a tuxedo every day of your life, <laughs> wear a damn tuxedo. It makes me no difference. Or if you want to go to Cancun once a month, yeah, like, great, yeah. go do it, go live your life. And I get more of the stigma about where I'm from about doing things without my husband too. It's like, us oh, going, yeah. you know, like just going to, to dinner. Even. Girls trips are like, Oh my gosh, oh. I can't believe you're going on a girl's trip together. Your husband's okay with that. You know, he's like, <laughs> yeah, see you next week, whatever. <laughs> I can sleep without hearing that loud ass laugh. <laughs> Maybe that's the key to happy marriage, right? Those little trips without each other. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I really, I really think that's the truth. Absolutely. Absence makes heart grow fonder. See, it does. What would your guys' advice be to maybe somebody in like small town Texas, Lubbock, maybe who doesn't have the support or see that they're see anybody like you two who are living this life and happy and successful? What advice would you give for, to somebody like that? 
Well, I think it kind of depends on their age. Mm-hmm. I hate to keep going back to age, yeah. but I feel like with, with age comes uh, security and, you know, of course, maturity. But if it were somebody like, say, 20s, like I was feeling the pressure at 27 to 28 years old, I mean, my advice is just follow your heart. Yeah. No matter what, follow your heart, what you, what fulfills you and don't live your life for someone else. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah. Like drown out the noise. Uh, yes. I think mine would be immerse yourself in both. I would say, especially in a small town, which I think happens in my small town a lot. Get out. Mm-hmm. Don't, you don't have to move, get out and go see other places and see how people live other places. See, take an adventure Figure that out. If that's something that you're like, wow, other people live differently. Uh, And I think that's for a lot of people who have any sort of intolerance Mm -hmm. is I would say, get out and go to these other places and see what that's like and how you feel there. And if you're still on the fence, immerse yourself around a bunch of kids. (laughs) I mean, seriously, I have so many friends that have children and I love them to death. But like, I think being around so many of them so much, it really solidified me going, okay, this isn't for me. Y'all are wonderful. But looking at what like some of them do and how hard it is and how much work it is. That was just something that really went, yeah, I don't see it. And then the traveling and going, wow, there's just so much world out there than right here where everyone is having children in this little family. And that's and the, that is the fallacy of broaden your horizons. Small, yeah. Broaden your horizons yeah. because there are a lot of people that stay in their, in their little worlds and they never, do. never remove themselves from this. And I, I adore where I'm from. We're in Springs, Texas is my favorite, favorite place on the earth. And these people are incredible. Um, but I do think that getting out and seeing places, uh, and I is think something her best great. friend moving a thousand miles away, probably. Of course too. it has. Of course yeah. it has. You know, we even say we see each other more now than when we live in the same town, but yeah. you going, you know, I was able to experience different places and, uh, and because I don't have children, I can come out here whenever I want and kind of get away and go back. Cause I adore Lubbock too. I mean, I won't, I, I do. I love it. But, uh, when you just have to get past, you know, that stigma, I think it was getting out of town and seeing other places that weren't just there. And then you come back and you go, yeah, this is fine. And I say too, just the, another piece of advice is for this woman that's in this turmoil, just focus on something that makes you tick Mm -hmm. like what find what makes you tick whether it's a hobby or it's a career path or whatever it is and just focus put your energy into that and focus on that and you know just focus on ways to fulfill yourself and surround yourself with people that don't pressure you in any way I besides even Whitney like I said before I have great parents like that I have other great friends who do have children that have always just been like you're Blair we want you to be happy do what you need to do when you get those people that are pressuring you one way or the other, they're not your people. Right. You know, I think one of you touched and on it. No, and maybe, you know, as you get in your thirties, you start like siphoning friends off, right? You're like, that's not, yes. does not serve mm-hmm. me and that. And you can kind of figure out those right. friends and they can have three kids. They can have zero kids, but you start to find that tribe of women or, and men who really support you for what you want Absolutely. and aren't threatened by your life decision. Aren't, you know, it's that mutual yeah. respect. So I think that comes like you kind of said to with age. <laughs> it does. I also think too, I mean, me and my husband did not talk enough about it before we got married. Mm-hmm. We never fought about it and we both run agreements. I'm so lucky that he was like, yeah, whatever you want to do or, you know, but I mean, make, make sure you, you're matched with the person mm-hmm. that has the same ideas right. as you too. I think people are jumping into 
different stuff and it, it and you don't really know and we do we all lie to each other to get to know each other to look good but I mean make sure you know who you're surrounding yourself with I think that's yeah that's and especially one. if you're single it's so important and you know I have I have some friends that have you know are dating and they're in their 30s now and you know even 40s and it's so different than dating when you're younger, like right out of college or it, it's it, like you said, y'all didn't even talk about because yeah. you're 24, you get like, married, whatever. you don't yeah. even talk about those yeah. things. Yeah. But when you're dating someone at 35, it's like, you kind of need to talk about those things, but just surround yourself with people that are on the same page as you. Yeah. And if, you know, I just, or that support, you no matter what your decisions are. I think that's it. There were so many people. I think that we did get, pressure or whatever yeah. and now that those people aren't in my life and I just me too I I have this great tribe of people in Lubbock and in Arizona and in Roaring Springs Texas that right get me and love me anyway and it's it's pretty amazing yeah. I'm pretty lucky with that and those people are out there don't think that you if you have a if you're a mom you can only have mom mm -hmm. friends or if you're not a mom you can only have non-mom friends because if I did that to myself I would miss out on so many of my badass right. chicks that I love you know I've just got so many women that do in my life that do have children that are just strong and amazing. And, and I, say it, I say it every day. I, I'm not cut out for that. I'm not like, either. I have friends that are stay at home moms and I'm like, you have the hardest job in the world. And I don't want any part of that. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think that they are badasses that don't get enough credit as well, but we keep going way off. Your no, <laughs> no, you guys are wonderful. It's great. I think it's like kind of even closing, but just like a mutual respect. Like it's, each of our journeys are our own and how we get there is all unique, but just that mutual respect I think is key for all of us in the decision and other decisions for our lives. Yeah, it is. And I just, you know, just being content with your decisions and doing something that fulfills you, I think mm -hmm. brings contentment. Mm -hmm. So whether, like I said, a hobby or a job, yeah. follow what you, makes you happy, fulfills you. And I think you'll find the contentment. Well, and it just like me, we never really talked about it. It just kind of happened. And maybe I never talked about it because I didn't want to disappoint people or say it out loud. It was so final. Mm -hmm. And also it doesn't have to be final either. No one has to like, you know, it's still your life. And, sure. um, I think, you know, I went to Portland this, uh, recently and there was all these signs outside that said, you know, we love you no matter, you know, you're welcome in the store. And it had a list of like, you know, uh, race, religion, sexual orientation, evolve, you know, and everything on there. And I told my friend, I said, I really want one of those signs for my shop, but I want to add on the end and the child's free. Right. <laughs> like, yes. so just, it's what, she basically was like, well, Texas, you know, whatever with the signs like that. But basically I want everyone in my life to be welcome no matter what yeah you know and I think that that's if everyone there won't be judgment if we could stop doing that well to the to the uh god bless America <laughs> as well in the background we are the world yeah, we are. <laughs> no I love that and like you said it's just um and I think just conversation like Larry said it's kind of the first time you talk about it being a choice because it's kind of easier just to say well I don't know we're working on it or we'll see what happens right like, it just feels safer um, but I think, you know, like Whitney, you said, your mom grew up and she didn't want kids and there's in a small town, they don't want kids. I think just the visibility of seeing people that may have a different life than the norm is so impactful to be like, wait, I can do that. I can be, I can't own two salons and not have kids and travel the world, or I can book travel for people. Just seeing that 
for women out there right. is so empowering to see you have to see it to be it type of thing yeah and I'm ready to talk about it I mean me and Whitney I feel like we're constantly like cheerleading somebody that comes up to us about anything it's, I- it's kind of cool though Blair and I have I do feel like since people see it we our visibility on social media Absolutely. and our businesses we run I think we've almost become like a, a people that are approachable from other women yeah. who are like hey I'm in, I need this advice or I'm in the same boat as yeah. you and not even when it comes to having children or not just, just in life period and I think that's uh and we're older and we're so confident with ourselves now that we can say yeah here here's who I am mm-hmm. take what you will and you know I love that well yeah. there's something I so attractive <laughs> for everybody to see somebody who's joyful and happy and like excited for life right you're like what's their secret what are they doing like what do they know that I don't know (laughs) right well I think you guys are awesome anything you want to kind of share to kind of wrap up I know you you have a flight to catch here shortly Blair right uh yeah it's a couple hours but yeah so um you're heading back to Texas but anything you guys kind of want to share any you know for my my goal here is on the cuff or not feeling totally comfortable what would you want to share while we wrap up I think one thing this is after I and I think too when I was going through one of my lower points a couple years ago and I was depressed and really low you do start thinking about should I have done this Mm -hmm. should I have children when in reality my depression had nothing to do with that it had to do with some other things going on and I put that on myself because I thought that would be more accepted than oh you have this great life why are you sad I think if um, people talking about it, just like me talking about it today. Uh, the other thing I started doing a few years ago is choosing joy and that you, you kind of touched on that. I've just made sure if it doesn't bring me joy, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to the party that I don't know anyone. I don't want to go just because someone wants me there. I'm not going to, uh, go to dinner just because, you know, I'm supposed to, I'm not going to what people think. I'm not going to be quieter. I'm not going to laugh more like a lady, you know, and I'm not going to not drink too much. I, I mean, just, I'm choosing what, who I want to be around and, and the things that bring me happiness. I think that's just, and we all know what brings us happiness. Maybe you're a little too scared to say it, but there's other people out there that, and that's why I'm glad you're doing this, that feel the same way. I would have loved to listen to something like this years Mm -hmm. ago. Me too. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's great. I love that. Choosing joy. And like, I think at the end, we've talked about this it's the conscious choice of how you want to spend your life, right? Like I right. choose to have kids. I choose to have dogs. I choose to have six kids. I choose to have no dogs. I choose to have a plant guy that right. takes care of my plant, whatever it is. <laughs> it's that Shout out. that you want for your life. I think that's just key in all of it. So you guys are yeah. awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for both of you for sharing your story. Thank you. Thanks for having us. This was fun. So much fun. And we just happened to be together in the same city today. So I know. That worked out I know. It's so cute. Because when I asked Whitney, she's like, Blair, I'll be here. I'm like, oh, my God, it's perfect. Because I think it's so unique. I don't have a lot of friends who are child-free. Right. Yeah. I don't know if that I have any that are child-free by choice. Um, so right. I think that's so cool to have that support. And especially, like you said, it's business owners. It's a pretty lonely and stressful so what a what how amazing that y'all found each other to support so hey now you, you now you have two friends now you have two friends oh i do i hope you enjoyed that just as much as i did thank you so much for tuning in to get all the update information from holly crevo coaching including updated podcast webinars programs and 
general child-free content, please follow me on Instagram at H-O-L-L-Y-K-R-I-V-O coaching. That's Holly Crevo coaching. Again, thank you for tuning in and go out there and spread your chill and grace. Have a great day.